Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. Jace and Dedeker, how are you today? We're doing good. We are back in Japan now. Uh, so adjusting I know. I'm to... sad about that. Yeah, I know. We're going to be back there in just a few weeks, though. It's going to be like nothing. I and you know. get to see us literally every single week between now and then. Exactly. While we <laughs> read true. the Bible. Thank goodness. Uh-huh. We still have our weekly Bible study. That is, that's an important message to our listeners out there, that don't let distance keep you away from Bible study. <laughs> no excuses. <laughs> no excuses whatsoever. No excuses. Uh, so what are we reading today? Well, I will answer my own question. Go ahead. We're reading Genesis chapters 22, 23, and 24. Okay. So three chapters today, so we'll each read one of those. Nice and easy. Uh, M, do you remember what happened last time? Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. That was mostly it. And then also somebody had sex with their father, and then another person had sex with their father. Do you remember the who same that, father? Who the, do you remember who that somebody was? Lot, Lot and his daughters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The daughters that he previously was like, you can have sex with them, people. Don't worry. Yeah. But don't you dare touch those angel angels. <laughs> He did say those angel angels, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Do you remember what else happened? There were actually some other kind of important things that happened. Were there? Do you remember? Lot's, uh, <laughs> Lot's wife turned to salt. Yes, that <laughs> yeah. did also happen. Before we got to Sodom and Gomorrah, do you remember uh, what happened with Abram and his yeah. sort of love triangle? Remember Abram? Love triangle? Abraham has two wives now. He has Sarah and Hagar. And, yeah, and Hagar is gone now, right? Yeah. Do you remember what happened to her? She was banished. Yes. Right. By Sarah. And, but then they were like, don't worry, your Isaac boy will be good (laughs) and great eventually. Ishmael. Ishmael. Isaac's the other one. Crap. Yeah. Okay. Isaac is Sarah's son. It started with an I. That's all that I remembered. But yeah, yeah he'll he'll be a great ruler boy. Right. Somehow. Also a wild donkey of a man. I remember oh, yeah. that. A wild ass of a man. Image coming up. Yeah. yeah. Wild donkey yeah. of a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we covered all the important uh, bases. And then, and then Isaac was born also. Or did that happen a while ago? Gosh, it's all running together I know. Now. It just all starts to run together. Now that we're back in Genesis where things happen so fast, it's mm. hard to keep track yeah. of mm-hmm. what happened last time and what happened before that. Gosh. Okay. Um, all right. But we left off where Sodom and Gomorrah happened. And, yep. and Abram, or Abraham now, sorry. Now I'm, now I'm switching it up the other way around. Remember, he was like out on that hill and was watching it all burn and was like, I think we should go now and went on his way. So he's also on the road now or 
So he, yeah, he left where Sodom and Gomorrah was. Right. I forget okay. where he was going. Well, Abraham? we'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah, Abraham. He was like, I'm taking my people and we're going to peace out because this seems like a bad place. Well, Emily, what you drinking today? Because shit just got real. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um. well, I'm drinking Jace's least favorite beer. What? What's my least <laughs> no, favorite I'm beer? No, I'm kidding. But you've definitely talked about how you don't like this beer, the Grapefruit Sculpin. And uh, I do like it. It's all right. I do like the the Grapefruit Sculpin. But you're like, no, I don't like the Grapefruit Sculpin. <laughs> and so, sorry. But I like it a lot. Do you have and reasons so drinking it. for it's, not liking the Grapefruit Sculpin? Just, I would say as a general rule, I tend to not like beer with like strong fruit fruity flavors in it sure because i'm like i want a beer to be more of like a savory experience and if i want fruity flavors then i'll have a chew high or mm-hmm. something else right so that's that's my only thing but th- I, I have found some i really like though with fruit flavors so it's really i don't know i don't know it's not so much a i rule. don't feel like it's overly fruity i feel like yeah. it's just the right amount but but that's the difference between you and me and that's fine <laughs> i also like its cute pink label it is that cute I like a lot it's a cute little yeah. can yeah yeah uh, so I'm yeah. drinking, since we're back in Japan, we're back in the land of all kinds of interesting alcohols to drink. Um, this is a Umi no Miko no Bia Recipe. Uh, in other translate words, to translate, us. it's a, a beer recipe for when you're facing the ocean. And <laughs> I think what it's trying to be is like a Corona with lime in it, mm. essentially. Tasting it, I definitely get the sense of Corona, less of the lime Though. Oh, really? There's not quite as much liminess in it as I thought there would be, but huh. it's still kind of nice, refreshing, summery beer kind of drink. What nice. are you drinking? Nice. Uh, so I'm drinking a Tori's Highball, um, which this one, though, is specifically, what's this, like a nighttime tonic? Yeah. That's what it says? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a nighttime, nighttime tonic. tonic. Yeah, so it's like a little bit bitter and a little bit sweet. I guess is what it claims. Yeah. Does it taste like just like what tonic water and booze or? Yeah, it's basically like a tastes like a you know a vodka tonic or something like that with just a little bit of sweetness to it. Okay. Like it, you know, they added a little bit of simple syrup or something, but Great. it's nice. Well, but there's a cool picture of like a guy in a tuxedo, like a white tuxedo jacket, sleeping on the moon with a glass of this. So I mean, really? sounds like the best Saturday night ever. <laughs> sounds good. Okay. Well. Shall we start rolling into this? Yeah, let's do it. We want to remind everybody, as always with Drunk Bible Study, read responsibly and drink responsibly. And you can drink along with us, or you can listen along with us in the car. But please do not do both at once. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) At the same time. Yeah. All right, we're on Genesis 22. Oh man, after all the intensity of the last Genesis, I just, I don't even know, but, but let's, let's go, let's do this. All right. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. (laughs) Abraham's like, over here. Just like, I imagine like God yelling to Abraham and he's like, he like jumps out of his tent (laughs) and he's like, here I am. Oh, I see. I thought it was more of an eager, like, here I am. Perhaps. I don't know. It could be either. Mm -hmm. Let's see what, what he has to say. Okay. Then God said, 
Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain? I will show you? (laughs) What? Yeah, when God wants to test you, he doesn't fool around. As we saw with Job... Where God doesn't pull any punches. But I also love how he's like, your son, Isaac, whom you love dearly. You know, your only son, that only one. Oh, yeah, your son, the guy that like was really difficult for you to get. Yeah, we're going to we're going to burn him alive. This is going to be really Game of Thrones now. Yeah, seriously. And I also love him also clarifying, like, you can't try to get around this with sacrificing any sons that you don't love. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's Isaac. I know he's he's the one. Yeah. Okay, and then Abraham is just like, sure, cool, bro, no probs. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. (laughs) He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. I'm curious about this. So he... It's not like a quick thing, right? This is like a three-day journey. Yeah, this is quite a clip. Do you suppose they've had a little conversation about it in the meantime? Or is he just sort of like having Little Isaac is like, Daddy, Daddy, where are we going? (laughs) Well, although we did get uh, in our bonus episode that we did with J.D. Meckelke, he did specify that actually Isaac at this time would have been like 37 or something. So he's not like he's not a little kid, actually. Which is funny. That was news to me daddy, because Daddy, where are we going? Because <laughs> this story was always told to me of like Isaac was like maybe like a a tween, right? Or like yeah. an early teenager, or like a young teenager, essentially. Okay, that's what y'all were talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like thirty-seven. Okay, okay, okay. So wait, hang on. But Jace, you were so, wondering if like have they discussed this just, at yeah, all? I wonder if they, he's been like, so son, here's what God told us we got to do. Here we go for three days. Or is he just like, son, uh, don't worry about it. We got to go to a place. Uh, no. Yeah. I what I know of the story that Abraham was not exactly forthcoming mm. with his son about. Definitely. what's going I on. I can see that. You'd think yeah. the son would have been like, actually, maybe we don't. Maybe we don't go. <laughs> <laughs> I think Abraham's a little like shifty wifty. I mean, he's uh, shown that multiple times. Well, he is the con Sarai. artist. He is a con he artist. He is the con artist. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. With Sarah yeah. slash Sarai. Yeah. So, okay. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy. <laughs> what is this English? While yeah, I is- and the boy go over there. <laughs> we will worship and then we will come back to you. Mm. Abraham I know, right? The servants are like, okay, no problem. <laughs> They'll totally both come Abraham- back. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. That's fine. I mean, we'll we'll do what you say, man. <laughs> Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son, Isaac. Okay. I assume like, like a donkey. I assume like a donkey. Him, or he... He loaded him up like a donkey. He's like, I'm just going to take the saddle straight off the donkey. <laughs> just put it on Stick Isaac. it on my son. Yeah. Put it on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Placed it on him. Yeah. Well, what I was thinking was like he like had him hold it and then put a bunch of rope around him, like so that he tied <laughs> the actual burnt offering to him. God. was like, don't worry about it, guy. Don't worry about it, Isaac. It's, no, trust it's me. Cool. Yeah, I'll no totally. Problem. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Mm. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Isaac, or sorry, Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. This random knife. Well, the, the, the thing of carrying the fire, together, does he mean like a torch or did he so, have like yeah. embers? Like, 
You know, I, that was a common thing where you I, would like carry some embers like in a horn often. Uh, maybe. You know, so that Ooh. you'd have a way to start your fire wherever you went. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I was kind of thinking that like fire just emitted from his hands, like a la, um, uh, what is it? What is it? What is it? Sky, Sky, Skyrim? That dragon game. Yes, Skyrim. That Jeez. dragon wow. game? <laughs> <laughs> sky sky that dragon rim yeah. skyrim game Dra- dragon yeah. rim yeah yes yes yeah yeah go, sure right. why not <laughs> as the two of them went on together isaac spoke up and said to his father abraham father yes my son abraham replied the fire and wood are here isaac said but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? <laughs> Isaac's starting to put it together. Uh, got yourself in a little pickle there. <laughs> um, oh, okay, Abraham. Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. Wow. So he just like flat out lied to his son there. I suppose this sounds like kind of an omission where it's like, maybe it's kind of technically true that God Uh, is providing. uh, God did provide his son at one point. Yeah. Uh, That's a, it's a dicey, it's a a shady thing. Definitely a gray area, let's say. Oh, I see. So we're talking metaphorically here that his son is the sacrificial lamb. lamb, Yes. God is providing. Yes. Okay. (laughs) This is really awkward. (laughs) So, Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. How did he build the altar? Like, just were there stones and stuff? Maybe he rolled some stones somewhere and just kind of yeah pulled together a little something or other. (laughs) He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Wait, Do not lay wait, hand. No, no, Abraham, no, 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 no. Do, do Abraham's voice for here I am. Oh. <laughs> this is a back and forth. Abraham, Abraham, here I am, <laughs> he replied. I, I think that you're right. It's not, he's not like, oh, God. No. He's instead like, yay, God, here I am. <laughs> uh-huh. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything with him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld me from your son, your only son. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad that he intervened, but still, like, what the heck? It is funny, Jeez. though, that that Isaac is like, hey, Dad, so I noticed we're missing one of the key pieces of this offering. And he's like, oh, the Lord will provide. And then they go up there. He builds this thing and then just, like, ties up his son and puts him on I it. I know. They didn't talk no, about, like, like was, was that a struggle? What Did Abraham explain anything? Like, right. was Isaac like, oh, my God, crying for help? My dad has gone insane? Like, Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or were they both just, like, so into the Lord that they're like, it's fine. He will provide... Or I'll die, and that'll be fine, too. I don't know. Well, we don't get that dialogue. Hmm. Nope. Okay. Abraham looked up, and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram. He just gently grabbed the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. Isaac's like, (laughs) That's nice. Well, so, I mean... 
Abraham actually then wasn't lying, even though he was. Yeah. Like, it did kind of happen, like he said, yeah. even though he was being a shady B-starred when he did it. A B-starred? Yeah, I wonder... to clean up the language. Great, well done. <laughs> I wonder if Abraham knew the entire time, or... I don't like, know. Knew that it, it's fine. No, no, the whole conceit of it, though, is that God's testing him, and so it's like, God really has to test, like, does Abraham have the chutzpah to actually sacrifice his son to me if I tell him to sacrifice his son to me. And so Abraham can't know ahead of time that it's going to be okay. Cause otherwise there's no meaning to the test. It's like cheating on the test. Yeah. Well, okay. I get that. Even though this is super, super not cool. Well, <laughs> yes, yeah. it's really not cool in many regards. Yes. So Abraham called that place. The Lord will provide. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I'm sure it sounds prettier in, you know, Hebrew, Hebrew. ancient Hebrew. Yeah. Yeah, perhaps. And to this day, it is said on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Is that, is it said? Is that a thing that's said to this day? (laughs) Yeah, all those times when it says. Yeah. All right. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this, and have not withheld your son, your only son. I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. Haven't we been saying this for decades now? <laughs> no, literally many decades. Yeah, I think Abraham's like, you, yes, already, exactly. you already promised this to me without me having to almost sacrifice my son. Like right. Sacrifice my son. <laughs> Abraham's like, this deal is getting worse all the time. <laughs> it really is. Jeez. <laughs> I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities and of their enemies. Uh, and the, the cities of your, your enemies. Off- Jace is such a perfectionist about how one reads the Bible. Well, they're not going to take possession of the cities and take possession of their enemies, I mean, although well, they actually the probably would. The precedent is that they actually yeah, would because they have. So uh, it yeah. doesn't really matter Thank so much you. to be so legalist. <laughs> Exactly. It's fine. Sorry that I screwed it up. But <laughs> they will take possession of the cities of their enemies, and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed, because you have obeyed me. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> then Abraham returned to his servants, and they set off together for Beer Beersheba. Beersheba. Yeah. Beer. Like the, the beer that I'm drinking. Yes, exactly. Mm. And Abraham stayed in Beersheba. Sometime like, we're, later, Abraham on just he returns to the servants like nothing, you know, no normal. Everything's normal. Everything's fine. Totes fine. Nothing <laughs> weird happened there. I mean, at this point, you know, just just that Isaac's got to be like, guys, my dad has <laughs> lost it. Like, help me, really, please, <laughs> please, just just be careful. Let Don't let us go anywhere alone again. Yes. Like, always be around. <laughs> Well, the Lord provided, as as the mountain has foretold. Yes. So, it's all good. So, sometime later, Abraham was told, Milka, Milka? 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 Milka is also a mother. She has born sons to your brother Nahor. Ooze the firstborn, Booze his brother. <laughs> Ooze and Booze! Mule, the father of... Ooze and booze. Maybe it's buzz. 
<laughs> it is spelled B-U-Z, so... Buzzaldrin? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, it looks like booze to me. Okay. Like, like, like this podcast. Okay. Boozy. Booze his brother, Camule, the father of Aram, Kessid, Hazo, Pildash, Jidlap, and Bethel. Bethel became the father of Rebecca. Oh, there she is, there Rebecca. She is. Yeah. Milka bore these eight sons to Abraham's brother Nahor. His concubine, whose name was Remua, Ruma, 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 maybe Ruma, also had sons Teba, Gaham, Tahash, and Maka. Wow, so like a cool. litter of puppies, oh, basically. Jeez, his brother Nahor eight. Kids, also, also, here's the thing that's tripping me out, that Abraham just gets told this, and I get that Abraham's been away for a while, but she's had eight kids since he's heard anything. <laughs> like, that is bonkers. Yeah, that is kind of bonkers. I mean, okay, eight kids to Milka, but also his concubine bore him... Four more. One, two, three, four kids. So we're actually talking 12 children born from this guy, Nahor, who clearly is way more adept at producing offspring <laughs> than Abraham. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is funny. Just saying. Yeah, considering that God keeps going on about how many descendants Abraham's going to have. <laughs> Abraham's like, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Uh, this is also, of course, yeah, 12 boys, but who knows how many girls were born and just that's not true. mentioned. Yeah, that's We don't true. care so much about that. Nobody cares. We did <laughs> mention Rebecca, though, randomly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because we know that she's going to come up later on. Yeah. She's a big deal and stuff. Well, next chapter. I believe it's you, Jace. Yeah. Oh, goodness. This is me. Um, gosh, I have a, yeah. I have a title for this one, but I think I'm not going to tell you what it is because it's a spoiler. What? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Let's hear it. <clears throat> Sarah lived to be 127 years old. She died at Kiriath Arba, that is, Hebron, in the land of Canaan, and Abraham went to mourn for Sarah and to weep over her. Oh, he lost his partner in crime. That's sad. Yeah. It's really sad. The title of this chapter was The Their Death of Sarah. Beautiful Life of Crime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, pff, you we would have found out in the yeah. first sentence. I didn't realize it was going to happen so quickly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know. His, like, yeah, his partner in crime, yeah. his co-conspirator. That is really sad. The Bonnie to his Clyde. Yeah. Indeed. Then Abraham rose from beside his dead wife and spoke to the Hittites. He said, I am a foreigner and a stranger among you. Sell me some property for a burial site here so I can bury my dead. The Hittites replied to Abraham, Sir, listen to us. You are a mighty prince among us. Oh. Bury your dead in the choicest of our tombs. <laughs> the choicest wow. tombs. I don't know for some reason that really it's got me. It's a very choice. <laughs> None of us will refuse you his tomb for burying your dead. Okay, hang on, hang on. Whoa. Why is he considered a prince? Is it because he was like a badass and like defeated some kings and stuff and like word spread? Because mm. he's Abraham, yo. <laughs> okay, fine. I can take that explanation. I guess maybe it's, yeah, maybe it's partly because they know his family line, but mm. maybe just because he was such a military badass. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then Abraham rose and bowed down before the people of the land, the Hittites, in case you've forgotten since the last paragraph. <laughs> he said to them, if you are willing to let me bury my dead, 
Then listen to me, and intercede with Ephron, son of Zohar, on my behalf, so he will sell me the cave of Machpelah, which belongs to him, and is at the end of his field. Ask him to sell it to me for the full price as a burial site among you. So Abraham's still insisting, like, no, let me buy some property from you. It definitely seems to be a theme of Abraham not wanting to, like, owe anyone. That's true. Remember, he did that before. That's true. Oh, yeah. Ephron the Hittite was sitting among his people, and he replied to Abraham in the hearing of all the Hittites who had come to the gate of his city. No, my lord, he said, listen to me. I give you the field, and I give you the cave that it is in. I give it to you in the presence of my people. Bury your dead. Mm. Huh. Okay. So he's like, no, no. You're not going to pull this trick on me. Again, Abraham bowed down before the people of the land, and he said to Ephron in their hearing, listen to me, if you will. I will pay the price of the field. Oh my goodness, Abraham. Wow, guys, chill. Accept it from me so I can bury my dead there. Gosh, like we're spending a bunch of time negotiating, like paying for a cave to bury Sarah in. And we spent no time talking about Isaac and Abraham being like, so here's the deal, son. (laughs) God told me I have to burn you. And yeah, like apparently it's not important. Yeah, that was not the point of that story. I think the point of this story is about Abraham's negotiating skills. I have no idea. Or or his just insistence on not being given given any gifts unless it's part of a con that he intended to do <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh right we, we established maybe that it's just not from other jews but these are hittites are they not also jewish no they're they not hebrews another, no they're hittites right, they're a totally different thing yeah okay well then i have no idea huh. time okay um okay no, uh let's see uh ephron answered abraham listen to me my lord They keep saying that. The land is worth 400 shekels of silver. But what is that between you and me? Bury your dead. (laughs) Abraham agreed to Ephron's terms and weighed out for him the price he had named in the hearing of the Hittites. 400 shekels of silver, according to the weight current among the merchants. Okay, hang on, hang on. Okay, I think... I wonder... Was this... Okay, was this ever disputed? Like, because the fact that they keep reiterating... Other people heard us have this negotiation. So is it like Abram was like, I paid him for that cave. And then now the leader of the Hittites, Ephron, later on is trying to be like, I gave him that cave. And And we got to clarify. That's why we really got to clarify exactly how much it cost. The fact that there were witnesses who overheard this. Like, that's why it's just such a weird story to suddenly put in here when it's supposed to be about Sarah's death. This is... Yeah. Truly weird. Uh-huh. But definitely, there's got to be some sort of political yeah. oh, reason yeah. for it, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, uh, so, right. So, so Ephron's field in Machpelah near Mamre, both in the field, or both the field and the cave in it, and all the trees within the borders of the field was deeded to Abraham as his Just in property. case anyone was wondering. No, see, 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 like, it's gotta, they, be, it's gotta yeah. be. There had to have been some kind of dispute, or this is some kind of official documentation where they're really laying down, this transaction happened. Right. Uh, it, this, it was deeded to Abraham and his property. As in, his property. As, now I'm gonna be legalistic. No, that's good. Like no, I are. appreciate it. Thank you. As his property in the presence of all the Hittites who had come to the gate of the city. 
Afterward, Abraham buried his wife Sarah in the cave in the field of Machpelah near Mamre, which is at Hebron in the land of Canaan. Just in case you forgot already. These are the GPS coordinates. Anyone cared? <laughs> yeah. So the field again. <laughs> so the field and the cave in it were deeded to Abraham by the Hittites as a burial site. I right? cannot stress enough how important it is. I feel that like this was deeded. I feel like Abraham wrote this chapter as just like an addendum. He was like, okay, okay. I, just in case anyone was worried or wondered that somebody maybe gave this to me, I want to make damn sure that everybody knows that I paid for it and that it is mine and all the trees, but that I really paid for it, just so everyone knows. And I then wonder, he like stuck it in the Bible. I wonder if the dispute was like, Okay, so he bought this cave and buried Sarah in it. And then maybe a couple of years later, they had someone else they needed to bury. And they're like, okay, let's go use this cave. Then the Hittite's mm. like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, we only gave you that. We thing. just thought this was just yeah. going to be for Sarah. We didn't know you were going to... And him being like, no, nah, this was deeded to me for burying... You know, that that's maybe that's how the dispute happened. Yeah, like the reason yeah, why maybe. it's the cave and the field and the trees. Exactly. He's like, <laughs> jeez. Jeez. Boy. Okay. All right. Well, 24. goodbye, Sarah. You did well. And bye, we're kind of mean to your slaves, I guess. Um, but you had Isaac, so I guess that's good. Just a one in particular. Yeah. And he still has Isaac. He didn't have to kill him. That's true. Didn't have to kill him. Just so, had to, you know, send away goodness. Ishmael. All's well that ends well, right? Okay. So Genesis 24, I'm just going to warn y'all, this is a long chapter. To give some perspective... Genesis 22 that Emily read was 24 verses. 23 that Jace read was 20 20 verses. verses. This is 67 verses. Wow. Um, Whoa. So are you ready? Read it good. Okay. Abraham was now very old and the Lord had blessed him in every way. He said to the senior Uh servant in his household, the one in charge of all that he had, put your hand under my thigh. Oh, uh, um, was okay. Uh, but somebody's gonna explain that I, I, to us. Is I that do, a thing? I, yes. Do you have an explanation? What you got? Yeah, this is. Um, gosh, I would have to look up the specifics of it. But um, putting your hand under my thigh, the the I know that the word testify to mean like to speak honestly had something to do with. I think the Testies? other person was holding your testicles. <gasps> And like the implication what? being that Excuse like they would you. they would crush them if you lied or something like well, that. So that's where the word what? testify comes from. Is related so you're, to testicles. Essentially, you're like I swear by my own balls. Like I'd put my own balls up. It's like a way of doing an oath. Of like, what? Yeah, I forget. I forget what exactly the move was. Wait, so it's put your hand. <laughs> I haven't done the move under my thigh. So. And by thigh, I mean balls. Yeah, or it's or or maybe yeah, and touched my balls. It's possible that it became something more symbolic later, and it's more like you just place your hand there, like on like it, like, but it's like inside their thigh, not like Underneath. he's sitting down, but like he's standing there, I think, and you place your hand, kind of, you know, in between his thighs, kind of. Jeez, again, like within range of. But the he testings. says specifically under. I know. I feel like that's just. Is there any other translation? I'm wondering if okay, the let's like. Look it up. What's this? 24 verse what? Verse 2. Okay. Let me see if I can find this. Okay. What you got as far as translations go? Uh, I mean, I've got a cute one here. This is from the American Standard Version. Uh, Abraham said unto his servant, the elder of his house that ruled over all that he had, 
put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh. Oh. <laughs> it's not enlightening at all, but... Very cute. cute. Uh, let's see. What yeah. do we got here? Oh, put thigh, your thigh, 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 thigh. Put your hand under my thigh and make a vow. Oh, the good news translation. Uh, yeah, the good news says, place your hand between my thighs and make a vow. It's a little more specific. I think he's actually saying take a vow. But also not good. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Sounds nice to me. Um, let's see. I pray thee put thy hand under my thigh. Uh, let's see what the message says. Oh, put your hand under my thigh. Wow. I really thought the message would have... Would have done something to clarify that a yeah, little bit. Yeah, for the poor kiddos reading that. Yeah. are like really confused about it now. Uh, they all say under my thigh. Although there was that one that said in between my thighs. So I do think it is... This is a more of a move you would do standing up. So okay. Underneath is a little relative. Well, great. But it does have to do with swearing an oath. Based on testicles. Yes, a testament, if you will. A testament is also based oh on testicles? Goodness. I'm pretty sure tes- testify and testament, I think. Well, I don't know. Well, I'm sure our readers can, our readers, <laughs> dear readers, can tweet at us. <laughs> let us Jeez. know some, some resources about this. Okay. All right. Put your hand yes. under my thigh. Yes. Can um, I keep going? Yes, please do. I want you to swear yes. by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I am living. Right. Okay. The other guy is putting his hand under his thigh, so he'll swear. It still has to do with testicles, but I can't remember exactly how it is. Yeah, sorry. I had it backwards. It's not Abraham who's swearing something. It's the other dude while but then holding how does Abraham's it, testes. But then how does it... <laughs> I what? don't know. I, it doesn't make any sense, Chase. It's all starting to fall apart. It is. It really is. Okay, so I want you to swear by the Lord, yada, yada, yada. You'll not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites. So don't get a Canaanite lady to marry my son. Right. Uh, but we'll go to my okay. country and my own relatives and get a wife for my son, Isaac. The servant asked him, what if the woman is unwilling to come back with me to this land? Shall I then take your son back to the country you came from? Make sure that you do not take my son back there, Abraham said. Whoa. What's so bad about it? I don't know. It just struck me as funny. Um, the Lord, the God of heaven, who brought me out of my father's household and my native land, and who spoke to me and promised me an oath, saying, to your offspring, I will give this land. He will send his angel before you so that you can get a wife for my son from there. If the woman is unwilling to come back with you, then you will be released from this oath of mine. Only do not take my son back there. So the idea that Abraham's like, no, 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 we can't leave here because this land is promised to us, even though the Canaanites are living here. Okay. So we can't. Interesting. Yeah, we can't uh, lose our holdings here, essentially, by taking Isaac back. Can I tell you guys a little bit about testicles? I. So, uh... so here's what I'm learning. Placing the hand under another person's thigh is a euphemistic way of referring to swearing upon the testicles of the master. So the testicles are the sign of Abraham's descendants, uh-huh. like the, you know, which God's been on and on about sure. his descendants. So by placing the hand there, the servant of Abraham is making an oath. Um, and that the association between testicles and testimony uh, is not specifically Jewish. Like that's a, a larger thing than that. It wasn't just a Jewish thing. Uh, the word, the Latin word testes is identical as the same word for witness, witnesses. So like also to testify, like in a court case comes from testicles as well. Anyway, yeah, that's, that's basically it that he's kind of I'm like, you know, we'd say like, you know, like oh, I swear, swear on my mother's grave or something. It's like, I swear on your, on your children, balls, <laughs> on your seed. Wow. 
Yeah. Good heavens. It's just so okay. strange. Yeah. God, I never would have known. Never would have guessed. All right. Um, so the servant put his hand under, under the thigh of his master Abraham, and now we know that actually means under the balls of his master Abraham, <laughs> and swore an oath to him concerning this matter. Then the servant left, taking with him ten of his master's camels loaded with all kinds of good things from his oh, master. Nice. He said, can you, what kind of good things do y'all think that could have been? Like nice pieces um, of leather. Maybe like some rolls. So what rolls? You mean like bread? Like bread rolls? Yes, like like oh. some like some canapes. Oh yeah, some that'd be uh, good. What's a canapé? I don't know. Well, t- what? <laughs> what? What do you mean you don't know? You knew what it was. Isn't that like a, it's like a pastry of sorts. <laughs> I get all the pastries mixed up with each other. I'm like, what's a canapé? What's a tart? Like what's a like a yeah. croissant? <laughs> I don't think it's actually a croissant, but yeah, maybe he had some some soaps, some soaps? salt and spices. Yeah, yeah, Soap. yeah. Maybe some jewelry, perhaps. Oh, some soaps. Oh, probably All jewelry. kinds of good things. Yeah. yeah, a canapé is a small piece of bread or pastry with a savory topping. So, like a bruschetta. See? Oh yeah, yeah. So he loaded yeah. up the camels with bruschetta. <laughs> Cool. Sacks of bruschetta. (laughs) And with that bruschetta, he set out for Arab Naharayim and made his way to the town of Nahor. He had the camels kneel down near the well outside the town. It was toward evening, the time the women go out to draw water. Mm. Then he prayed, Lord, God of my master Abraham, make me successful today and show kindness to my master Abraham. See, I am standing beside this spring. And the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. May it be that when I say to a young woman, please let down your jar that I may have a drink. And she says, drink and I'll water your camels too. Let her be the one you have chosen for your servant Isaac. Hmm. By this, I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. It seems I, That feels like a pretty low bar of, of getting a sign from God. You know what, though? Well, she's the nice one, right? Like I guess whoever that's true. it is, I guess. I guess that's true. That's true. They're the generous one. But I feel like this is yeah kind of the origin of the whole like you know the typical prayer of like dear God like give me a sign like the next thing like the next time this happens I'll take that as your sign like mm. where he's kind of telling God like that very simply this is what's gonna happen you don't talk directly to me like you do to Abraham so like here's what you can do oh I see I see okay before yeah. he had finished praying. Whoa. Really quickly, Rebecca came out with her jar on her shoulder. She was the daughter of Bethuel, son of Milcah, who was the wife of Abraham's brother Nehor. Yep. The woman was very beautiful. So Abraham's niece, like, yeah, yeah, his niece, and therefore Isaac's ha- like his cousin, cousin once removed. No, just cousin, right? Well, wait a minute. So she was the daughter of Bethuel. So she was not his niece but his oh like his his she abraham's great niece his great niece okay got it so okay so then they asked she is a cousin once removed yes yeah cousin once removed. correct okay well just so you know the the woman was very beautiful a virgin no man had ever slept with her yeah right great make sure we know that she went down to the spring filled her jar and came up again the servant hurried to meet her and said please give me a little water from your jar Drink, my lord, she said, and quickly lowered the jar to her hands and gave him a drink. After she had given him a drink, she said, I'll draw water for your camels too until they've had enough to drink. 
So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough, ran back to the well to draw more water, and drew enough for all his camels. Without saying a word, the man watched her closely to learn whether or not the Lord had made his journey successful. When the camels had finished drinking, the man took out a gold nose ring, weighing oh. weighing a becca, whatever that is, and two gold bracelets weighing ten shekels. Then he asked, Whose daughter are you? Please tell me, is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? Wow, okay, so cool. Like It's like, I think you would look awesome with this nose ring. <laughs> <laughs> put these on put these on yeah um, here this is funny it's funny too because i i know a lot of like christian parents you know are very against you know facial piercings and stuff like that and it's like look rebecca oh man look yeah like, rebecca they're like no seriously nose ring unless they're referring to like a nose ring you'd put on like an ox or something hmm maybe i don't know how heavy a because is that might give us some a, people have those yeah, That's yeah, true. yeah. Like the septum piercing style. Yeah, maybe Rebecca was like all tatted up with like <laughs> piercings all over her. Like this is Very clearly beautiful. this is the one. Yeah, yeah, all tatted up, but yeah. still a virgin, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Okay, uh, where did I leave off? Okay, um, she answered him, "I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son that Milka bore to Nehor," and she added, "We have plenty of straw and fodder, as well as room for you to spend the night." Then the man bowed down and worshipped the Lord, saying, Praise be to the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not abandoned his kindness and faithfulness to my master. As for me, the Lord has led me on the journey to the house of my master's relatives. The young woman ran and told her mother's household about these things. Rebecca's like, this guy. (laughs) Hey, look at my nose ring. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Rebecca had a brother named Laban, and he hurried out to the man at the spring. As soon as he had seen the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's arms <laughs> and had heard Rebecca tell what the man said to her, he went out to the man and found him standing by the camels near the spring. Wow. Come, you who are blessed by the Lord, he said. Why are you standing out here? I have prepared the house and a place for the camels. So the man went to the house and the camels were unloaded. Straw and fodder were brought for the camels and water for him and his men to wash their feet. I'm glad they really care so much about what these camels are getting in this story. It is nice. Yeah. I, mean, I appreciate I appreciate how kind they're being to the animals. It's quite mm. lovely. Yeah, yeah. Then food was set before him, but he said, I will not eat until I have told you what I have to say. Then tell us, Laban said. <laughs> so he said, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has blessed my master abundantly, and he has become wealthy. He has given him sheep and cattle, silver and gold, male and female servants, and camels and donkeys. My master's wife, Sarah, has borne him a son in her old age, and he has given him everything he owns. And my master made me swear an oath and said, You must not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, in whose land I live, but go to my father's family and to my own clan and get a wife for my son. Then I asked my master, What if the woman will not come back with me? Oh my gosh. (laughs) He's going to give him the whole story. The whole he's story. He's going to lay it all out. Yeah, he's going to lay it all out. All over again. Okay, jeez. Okay. So then I said, what if the woman will not come back with me? And then he said, the Lord, before whom I have walked faithfully, will send his angel with you and make your journey a success so that you can get a wife for my son from my own clan and from my father's family. You'll be released from my oath if, when you go to my clan, they refuse to give her to you, and then you will be released from my oath. Notice the servant kind of skipped over the part where he had to fondle his balls. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's understood. Oh, okay. Okay. Say no. 
clearly that happened. He yes. said released from my oath, and they were like, like oh, mm, one yeah. of those. Yeah. Okay. When yeah. I came to the spring today, I said, Lord, God of my master Abraham, if you will, please grant success to the journey on which I have come. See, oh, oh my gosh, goodness. It's really telling the whole so story twice. So basically, no, that's why this chapter is so long. It's so long. Because yeah. explained the entire story twice. Oh my so it's twice as long as usual. Okay. All right. See, I am standing beside this spring. If a young woman comes out to draw water and I say to her, please let me drink a little water from your jar. And if she says to me, drink and I'll draw water for your... I just imagine everyone's gathered around. They're like really hungry. They're ready to eat. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not going to eat. Let me tell you why I'm here. And they're like, okay. And then he's just doing all this. And they're so very I said, polite. And then Abraham said, but then I said, but then I was like, I got there. And then I was like, it's, you know, that typical person that, you know, that doesn't know how to tell an right. efficient story right. and like goes on all yeah. these tangents and that gives you way too much detail. And they're just like, oh my goodness, please, whatever, we'll give her to you. Just... <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up yeah, it's fine Continue. <laughs> okay um let her be the one the lord has chosen for my master's son before i finished praying in my heart rebecca came out with her jar on her shoulder she went down to the spring and drew water and i said to her please give me oh my goodness please <laughs> give going, me a drink she quickly lowered her jar from her shoulder and said drink it i'll water your camels too so i drank and she watered the camels also and then i and then i said i yeah, asked her like, just like she said she would <laughs> Whose daughter are you? And she said, the daughter of Bethel, son of Nahor, whom Milka bore to him. And then I put the ring in her nose. <laughs> wow. How nice of you. Okay. Goodness this is where the story is a little bit different because he says, then I put the ring in her nose and the bracelets on her arms. I love it. He didn't say that the first time. He said he just got them out. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, but he actually no, he, he just delicately like, placed on. them. Yeah. It's just like, hang on. Hold still. Jeez. Hold still. Yeah. Don't worry. It's going to look great. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that looks good. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is the choicest nose ring. Then I put the ring in her nose and the bracelets on her arms, and I bowed down and worshiped the Lord. I praised the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who led me on the right road to get the granddaughter of my master's brother for his son. Now, if you will show kindness and faithfulness to my master, tell me. And if not, tell me, so I may know which way to turn. Jeez, man. Okay. Wow. Laban and Bethuel answered, This is from the Lord. We can say nothing to you one way or the other. Here is Rebecca. Take her and go and let her become the wife of your master's son as the Lord has directed. Hope you are okay with that, Rebecca. When Abraham's... (laughs) She doesn't get a say. No, not really. Okay. When Abraham's servant heard what they said, he bowed down to the ground before the Lord. Then... The servant brought out gold and silver and jewelry and canapes and articles of clothing (laughs) and gave them to Rebecca. He also gave costly gifts to her brother and to her mother. Then he then he and the men who were with him ate and drank and spent the night there. Wait, what did he actually give, though? Gold and silver jewelry and articles of clothing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And and costly costly gifts. gifts, Costly gifts, whatever those might be. Costly canapes. Maybe some rubies. Or like fancy caviar. Mm, mm, maybe maybe more some of those precious camels that they're taking such good care of. No, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh. Then he and the men who were with him ate and drank and spent the night there. When they got up the next morning, he said, send me on my way to my master. But her brother and her mother replied, let the young woman remain with us 10 days or so. Then you may go. Oh, they're attached. Oh. Oh. Like, oh. Yeah. He's like, come on, let's go. Oh, that's kind of sad. Okay. But he said to them, do not detain me now that the Lord has granted success to my journey. Send me on my way so I may go to my master. Then they said, 
Let's call the young woman and ask her about it. Finally. Well, that's nice. Okay. Oh, oh, wow. Finally, that's good. Yeah. So they called Rebecca and asked her, will you go with this man? I will go, she said. Well, yeah, because she's like, finally, someone who understands my love of facial piercing. That's true. <laughs> Let me go with this guy instead of you, people. So they sent their sister, Rebecca, on her way, along with her nurse and Abraham's servant and his men. How old is Rebecca? Gosh, that implies maybe she's very young if she still has a nurse with her. Oh, yeah. Unless, her, yeah, unless she's, she's like just like 13, like Juliet. Oh, yeah, maybe. Unless she's just like attached to her nurse and they send her along as like a servant. Yeah, I wonder how old, how old she was. How old she was supposed mm, to be? Okay. Yeah. So they sent their sister Rebecca on her way along with her nurse and Abraham's servant and his men. And they blessed Rebecca and said to her, Our sister, may you increase to thousands upon thousands. May your offspring Whoa. possess the cities of their enemies. Then Rebecca and her attendants got ready and mounted the camels and went back with the man. So the servant took Rebecca and left. Now, Isaac had come from Bir Lahai Roy, for he was living in the Negev. He went out to the field one evening to meditate. Oh, some meditation. Hmm. Oh. And as he looked up, he saw camels approaching. Rebecca also looked up and saw Isaac. She got down from her camel and asked the servant, Who is that man in the field coming to meet us? He is my master, the servant answered. <laughs> so she took her veil and covered herself. Mm, oh. yeah. Why? She's going to marry him. Maybe being modest. Don't look at me. Well, wait, Don't he said... Maybe she's being coy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Then she's the s- like, oh my gosh, maybe he doesn't like nose piercings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's got to be it. Maybe she's like, I want to be able to check him out before he checks me out. Mm. It's kind of like putting on your sunglasses yeah. a little bit, you know? Okay. Yeah. Um. Then the servant told Isaac all he had done. Isaac brought her into the tent of his mother, Sarah, and he married Rebecca. So she became his wife, and he loved her, and Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Well, that's nice. Aw. Boy. And that's the end of that really long chapter. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Gosh. Okay. So I don't even know how we predict what happens next time anymore on this show. I realized that n- nothing today set off our drinking game alarms. Oh. Right? There was nothing gross. Wow. There yeah. weren't repeated yeah. metaphors. I mean, an no. entire repeated story. Maybe that's like Just a, a repeated drink. story. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's like a... What do the what do the college kids call it? Like a waterfall? Okay. Like you start drinking and you can't stop drinking until you've finished the whole repeat of the story the second Jeez. time. Jeez. Wow. I do like wow. us trying to come up with biblical drinking games to pitch to the college kids. Yeah, that's that's, that's really the, dream, the market really. for this is yeah. college kids. <laughs> uh I I'm sure that the church would appreciate that. Oh, yeah. What could possibly happen next? So Isaac's married now. So usually after people get married, then initially, you know, they immediately start getting on the like pregnant train. Having kids. Yeah. You know, having yeah. kids. Yeah. They're going to have kids. Yeah. And then. Well, uh, isn't. Yeah. Isaac is like a big deal and stuff, right? Yeah. He's the heir to all of Abraham's, you stuff. know, all the, the animals that Pharaoh gave him and all the stuff that all the servants he has. All the nose rings. All the nose rings. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Wow. Well, guess we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out next time. If you want even more drunk Bible study, including bonus episodes, new series, guest interviews, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com/slash drunk Bible study. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and then write us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher, letting other people know what you like about it. Find us on Twitter at drunk Bible cast on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, 
or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Dedeker Winston, Jace Lindgren, and me, Emily Matlack. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album, Home of the The The. The theme song for the Book of Genesis is Fanfare for Space by Kevin McLeod. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. I made a memory about your dad. He's in a book club. He's got a history of past. All the pages of ageless confessional.